Hello and welcome to Disseminate, the podcast bringing you the latest computer science research. I'm your host, Jack Wardby. I'm delighted to say I'm joined today by Hani Alsai, who will be talking about his ACM Sigmod paper, Juggler, Autonomous Cost Optimization and Performance Prediction of Big Data Applications. Hani is a PhD student in the Databases and Information Systems Group at the Technical University of Ilmenau. He's interested in optimization and performance of big data applications. Hani, thanks for joining us on the show. Yeah, thanks a lot for the invitation. You're welcome. So let's dive straight in. Can you first off introduce your work and describe the current workflow for developing big data applications in the cloud? So nowadays, many uh, application developers use platforms uh, to write their own code, something like Apache Spark or even previously Hadoop, um, MapReduce, Paradigm, and Fling, and many others um, that allows application developers to write their data flows in a transparent way that could be executed uh, later on in parallel in cloud. So application developers do not need to care a lot about how this code would be executed in, in virtual machines, in parallel, and all other this stuff. Um, the only one task for application developers, which is hard task nowadays is uh, to to uh, provide new uh, algorithms and uh, novel algorithms like nowadays you have plenty of, of data um, many of applications are on demand many are now uh, in the queue like nobody yet has time to to start working on it and uh, what I try to do is is these application developers while they suffer from many uh, challenges to re just reduce some of, of these challenges uh, yeah, during their, their development of their applications. They maybe more uh, should more concern on the accuracy of their models, uh, the correctness of, of their solutions, free of bug solutions, something like this. Okay, fantastic. So what is the, the challenge or the maybe even hidden challenge facing application developers in this workflow? What harms performance? So, so as I mentioned, so the problem for application developers when they do decisions like uh, which data set to cache or not currently, for example, application, um, Apache Spark allow application developers to cache some data sets that they expect that it will be used later on uh, and, and persisted later on when it's not needed, which is a performance aspect that um, application developer must make this decision because nobody else shall do it. And uh, actually, the application developer shall make this decision while uh, he uh, or she uh, lacks a lot of important, important information. Uh, try to imagine those who are uh, developing Spark MLL. Um, they are uh, preparing a library that would be used uh, later on. We realized in many cases, they avoid caching many important datasets which might be because they expect it, it should be cached. So these data sets are not filtered. And so maybe after many, many transformations, it's expected to not be uh, uh, small data sets. They, they make these decisions. The problem when they make these decisions, they don't give the opportunity afterwards to those who are using this application, even though if they can provide models to predict the size of these data sets or so, the chance has been already lost because 
the program is now in a jar it's a binary no possibility to update it and here comes the problem when an application developer suffers uh, instead of preparing clean code uh, uh, solving real world problems the application developer shall make performance based decisions uh, that he or she cannot cannot even make on the other side the end user or sometimes online schedulers has to deal with these jars as they are after the fact uh, and deal with the with the decisions of application developers and we realized in a study we we made afterwards or, or even during preparing juggler we realized for around more than 100 uh, applications from real world applications in the market currently used we realized thousands of uh, what we call them anomalies anomalies in the sense that whether a data set is cached while it should not be cached because it's not reused or a data set that is recomputed a lot of times and it's not cached at all how does how does juggler solve this problem so juggler comes as as a framework in between between uh, the development and and also uh, the usage so juggler solves the problem by uh, we we uh, we applied this solution in spark itself the the idea comes as follows it's hard always we realize many many other related work also uh, focus on how to say uh, focus on um, injecting uh, some or, or or parsing source code sometimes yeah it's not uh, sometimes efficient because also sometimes we deal with libraries that are dependent on another libraries so also the source code might not always be uh, uh, accessible therefore we simplify the problem as follows we have a data flow which is a collection of data sets and dependencies between them like operators and data sets or, or uh, rdds and transformations so we look at it as only a DAG of transformations and because we have access to the source code of spark we can decide which data set to be cached and when to unpersist it because um because in spark you have the full control you can you can apply your scheduling technique so uh, spark uh, so juggler solves the problem as follows first of all we uh, instrumented spark to get some important metrics with regards to each data set or rdd each data set in general uh, has number of computations uh, uh, and uh, a cost of uh, computation, which is uh, the cost of transformations uh, required to be applied. Here, the cost is the time for computation, and also uh, it has the size. Yeah, uh, that should be considered because uh, if it is very big uh, data set and its computation time is very uh, fast, it's it's not uh, it's not. Uh, recommended to cache this data set yeah um, so the first thing we get these metrics we instrumented spark to get some uh, some metrics about each data set and uh, our hotspot detector the the first component in spark starts um, uh, ranking these data sets and produce schedules each schedule recommends various options of of caching and, and persisting of data sets and the output of this uh, first stage is to know which data set should be cached and when to unpersist it. 
and as I said, it it has multiple uh, what we call it schedules, which means that um, it's not only one option to cache one data set. Sometimes it's cached two, three, or more, as as many as possible. Yeah. So this is the first. The second stage is we need to predict the size of these data sets with regards to submitted application parameters. Here, the use case is because we, we are aware of many use cases like this. Application developers prepare um, uh, the source of uh, the code that serves multiple use cases. So it accepts uh, parameters by end user. And then the end user selects these application parameters and on the fly, uh, we should predict the size of data sets based on these submitted uh, application parameters. Just simple use case. Uh, try to imagine that it's a, a predicate of a filter that's submitted by end user. Then, it, of course, it influences the selectivity of a filter and therefore the size of, of uh, the data set and the cardinality of these uh, operators, right? So in the next stage, based on, on the first one, we know what, what are those data sets. And then we predict the size of this data set or, or Juggler autonomously does all this stuff. After predicting this, um, just one stage is conducted called the memory uh, calibration. Just uh, briefly, each application has its own characteristic with regards to, to memory footprint. Here we mean the execution memory. And, and there is a unified memory shared between execution and caching. So it's important to predict uh, how much uh, the application would utilize with regards to execution, uh, because if the application uses a lot of, of memory for execution, it will evict uh, par uh, partitions of, of some cache datasets, which is not uh, recommended. Uh, yeah, and... and uh, with this, we, we can know the uh, exact cluster size uh, or the number of machines that, that fits uh, running the application uh, without having any evictions. The last one is uh, the performance prediction. So um, also with regards to selected application parameters, it influences the, uh, the, the time, how much it takes. So Juggler conducts multiple uh, experiments of various selected application parameters, train uh, models, multiple models, uh, and uh, using cross-validation and these techniques to select uh, which is the most uh, suitable model that fits uh, well uh, the experiments uh, out of many candidate models. Uh, the, uh, the performance or the execution model, uh, execution time model is extracted, and this is the, the whole life uh, cycle of Juggler. This is conducted in, in an offline training phase, which requires a lot of experiments. Therefore, uh, it, it should be noted that it, Juggler is not recommended for uh, those applications that only uh, run uh, once in the cloud. Yeah, uh, to be able to amortize the cost of uh, this offline training. Yeah, so it's it's um, it's for re uh, recurring workloads or those workloads that are run frequently with different different application parameters and different data sets. Which is, uh, by the way, like uh, the majority of use cases in the in public cloud are, are somehow like this. As an end user, what's how do I interact with Jugular? So for an end user, uh, 
end user is not aware about the terminologies of, of schedule, for example. What's the schedule? Okay, it caches many data sets or not. It doesn't matter for an end user who might be, by the way, not a developer. So this end user get each uh, schedule as an offer because we have now runtime prediction. And of course, if we know the uh, optimal cluster size and we know how much time it takes, you know how many machines you need and how much time it takes. So um, there will be each each uh, cloud provider provides this kind of calculation and therefore you can uh, know the costs. So in, in the paper, we just simply uh, mention it's uh, just a multiplication between the time and the number of machines. However, a juggler is also um, uh, modular in the sense like any calculation could be applied. So the end user submit the application parameters, and because we already have the trained model, Juggler already trained everything in the in the uh, in the offline training phase. Then uh, the end user receives uh, the offers. Each schedule is an offer, and uh, each offer comes as follows: number of machines, and the time, and the cost. Of course, um, for Juggler omits uh, offering uh, those um, uh, schedules or offers that have others who uh, who gives better offers in terms of cost and latency. Like, imagine you have two two uh, schedules. Schedule number one takes uh, one hour and two machines. Uh, sorry, one hour and, uh, for example, cost one hundred dollars. And another one takes uh, 50 uh, minutes, which is less, and and uh, $20. So in this case, uh, the first schedule is not uh, offered. Can you talk us through your evaluation of, uh, of Jugular and what were the key insights from your evaluation and your analysis? So during evaluating Jugular, um, many things we, we realized. First of all, um, we realized that predicting uh, the size of data sets is easier than predicting the, the execution time. I'm not saying it's easy. So cardinality estimation is, is challenging by itself, but compared to the time, it's, it's, um, it's, it's easier. Let me give you an example. Sometimes you can conduct the same ex uh, experiment two times. Always you have, uh, if you have, for example, the same input, the same configuration, the same application, always the data sets in terms of size they are similar, but the time varies from, from an experiment to another experiment. There are many reasons for this. Uh, and uh, all our experiments are on our on-perm cluster, so it's not in public cluster. So in public cluster, you have a lot of interference, you have multi-tenancy and many stuff. I'm talking about a, a cluster that is not in use, and also we realize a huge variances. Um, Maybe the reason is, is a lot of uncertainties with regards to garbage collection, operating systems, scheduling, many, many things. So always, uh, and especially for short-running applications, it, it differs um, in, in percentage of plus 20, 30% sometimes. Uh, that makes it uh, quite challenging. So this is one of the insights uh, we realized during our experiments. And also we realized that also Juggler, since... The optimization of cost is the, uh, the goal of Juggler. Uh, we compare it with other related work, and sometimes uh, Juggler recommends uh, those uh, configurations that lead to longer runs, but the cheapest. 
you understand my point so um, which means that maybe it might not always like optimization of cost is 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 an important goal uh, that fits many use cases but it's not the only one many customers for example would would uh, accept paying double to 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 reduce the latency on that you mentioned there's other approaches and tools similar to um to juggler and um, what are those and how do they compare so actually there is no uh, tool that end, uh, an end to end tool that addresses the problem from a to z in the same context i mean, I mean. Uh, so juggler is the first one to do it However, each component of Juggler has a lot of uh, similar uh, components that uh, that address similar problems, um, but the, for different use cases. So, for example, this hotspot detector that selects datasets or rank datasets based on this um, metrics has other related work like cache eviction policies. It's different use case, but but also cache eviction policies rank datasets uh, to decide which to evict. So we we compare with them. However, this comparison um, just we 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 informs uh, some some assumptions to make it as as fair as possible. What I would like to say here, just to be fair, um, it doesn't mean that the components of Juggler should replace the other components because the use case is different. Uh, and and for example, uh, in the case of Juggler, um, the hotspot detector was was able to to provide better schedules or better decisions because the metrics uh, are are rich we have three metrics the number of of uh, computations the size and the time for computation while the related work always you find a related work that has for example two metrics some of them are have only uh, the number of computation uh, which makes uh, also for them it's it's uh, it depends on the use case i mean yeah yeah something like this sure so what are the, the limitations of, of juggler? You mentioned that for certain workloads, ones that you only run once, it isn't worth doing the or doing the offline training phase. Are there any other limitations of juggler? Yeah, so so the training phase, yes, as as you mentioned, like it's limited to recurring workloads. Um in our experiments, by the way, we realized in, in an example like PCA, one one run was enough to start gaining benefits because the improvement was was huge. But uh, but this is not uh, not uh, let's say it's not expected to be the generic case. Okay. In general, um, and and the applications we we have already studied like PCA, SVM, linear regression, like their their usage is immense, like like huge amount of, of runs per day. Uh, Therefore, uh, maybe this could be one of the limitations of Juggler, like it's not suitable for non-recurring workloads. And also Juggler uh, is not suitable, uh, like other frameworks, to answer uh, questions about the, uh, per, uh, the performance prediction with regards to various selected configurations. What I try to say is Juggler, for example, for this application says four machines is the optimal and 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 the time uh, is expected to be 30 minutes then the user cannot get any uh, information what would be the runtime if i i run it in 10 10 machines for example uh, which might be uh, important uh, for the for the end user 
However, uh, the good thing that there are many other uh, frameworks does this, like, for example, one of very important uh, frameworks like Ernest uh, predict these, uh, these uh, trade or what if um, analysis with regards to the cluster size. So if we have two machines, three machines, four machines, and so the limitation of Juggler that they doesn't consider the cache limitation, which makes uh, their prediction not, uh, not accurate if, if we have cache evictions. Uh, so maybe what I can say, combining uh, both solutions uh, or, or running uh, uh, earnest on top of Juggler might make uh, a lot of sense. Also, there is another uh, work like Cherry Pick, for example, can predict the time um, uh, in different cluster uh, uh, types. And this is also one of the limitations of Juggler. Juggler, for example, to predict the, the runtime, uh, the experiments for runtime prediction should be conducted from scratch if um, if you have a new cluster uh, or, or or a new cloud installation, while for example other uh, other studies like Cherry Pick tries to avoid uh, conducting these experiments uh, from scratch using features of each cluster regarding how many calls per 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 machine or per per instance and so and avoid reco uh, uh, reconducting the whole uh, uh, offline training for a phase again. Uh, for performance prediction. What I'm trying to say, like, there are limitations of Juggler, yes, uh, with these regards, but also the good news that there are uh, some other related work that continues this, like, Juggler can, can, can be executed uh, with harmony with other uh, you know, related work on this. So who do you think will find Juggler the most useful? Who's it for? Well, I think uh, application developers would be very satisfied if they get news like don't care anymore about caching or unpersisting. There is a framework that would do this uh, for you. This would be great for these uh, who suffer uh, a lot. I don't expect currently, um, so it's a, um, a step towards such a goal, but we are still far away. Like, just to be frank, uh, it's not expected that today we can get this, uh, this kind of, of reliable solu solution. Just to say, always developers do good work in general. However, they suffer because you have a lot of uh, complex uh, code that has, if you look at the DAG or, or the, the tree of execution, you find a gigantic tree that has plenty of data sets and, and transformations between them in, in form of forks, joints. And it's expected that these application developers make a lot of mistakes. As I mentioned to you that they have, we already made study and there are plenty of, of uh, mistakes they are doing. Mm -hmm. um, I think this would be uh, good for application developers in one hand. And on the other hand, it will be good for those who suffer from configuration uh, of, of cluster, like the cluster configuration or cluster administrators, which is a nightmare for them uh, when they have plenty of, of types of, of instances. So which type of the instance? And uh, if we change the instance type, uh, what will be the suitable instance size or number of machines? It's, it's totally tough for them. So Juggler can be a step towards make the life easier for both. Uh, those end users or 
administrators who select cluster configuration, which is very hard task, and also for application developers who suffer from making decisions while they lack uh, important information. Is Juggler publicly available? Where can our listeners go and find it? Currently not, uh, but we are working on on making it uh, public in our GitHub uh, the next maybe few months. Fantastic. So listeners, look out for it. So my next question is, what's the most interesting but maybe unexpected lesson that you have learned while working on this topic? Well, uh, good question. So actually, normally, people try to to predict. Uh, then, based on their prediction, they make decisions to optimize. So the prediction is a step towards optimization in many cases. Yeah. Um, after uh, many tries we did um, here in, in our offices in Elminau, we realized after years that this uh, the, this is not always the the good way to solve the problem because we are trying to solving to solve the easier problem using the harder one i'm not saying it's easy so optimization is not easy but prediction is harder and we decide to flip the order by first of all we optimize and then after optimization, you have a more robust uh, uh, performance that could be predicted. And this is the one of the messages of Juggler. That's why you see the optimization takes place in the first, in four stages, the first three stages, and the last one in the sequence is comes for uh, for performance prediction. Um, and and actually the, the the starting point of juggler was an experiment i i, I can share uh, why i was preparing a, a paper i realized svm i was running it it took uh, when i was changing the configuration it took 2 hours in one machine and 4 minutes in two machines and it was shocking for me because uh, like all all the expected stuff like if it takes, for example, 10 minutes in one machine, it's expected to be six minutes in two machines, not five, because it's nonlinear regarding serial parts. And so so the curve is, is expected to be different. And this spike model uh, show us, uh, let's say, it, it was very hard uh, moment for us because my task was for prediction. How can I predict the performance? It is two, two hours in one machine and four minutes in two machines. Uh, and therefore, uh, we uh, changed the order. It's better, for, first of all, to know what are the poor configuration, like one machine in this use case is poor, should not be selected. And then from two uh, to three and four, this is uh, where we can make prediction models that gives the trade-off between cost and latency. While in poor configuration, you lose both um cost uh, uh, and and also the latency so the, it was unexpected in the road and now uh, during uh, juggler one of the messages is uh, we apply optimization that doesn't need prediction something like a rule-based optimization in database for example you push filter down you don't need to predict the performance like we can apply a lot of optimization techniques without the need of prediction and this is what uh, yeah, what we try to do also here. What's next for Juggler? 
what, what do you have planned for future research? So for the future research, actually, uh, we would like to solve the problem, the same problem, but in different way. Uh, to support recurring uh, workloads, so many uh, techniques could be applied, like sampling uh, and sample runs, and the challenging part, how to make them lightweight, because the sample runs are not reusable. Here, the use case could be that the application run once. Uh, also, uh, we want to, to think about how can we uh, improve the caching mechanisms maybe on the fly during the application run, maybe not to, to, uh, to rely on offline training. This, uh, this is quite important and we, can, um, we are trying to do some, some research here uh, nowadays on these directions. Last question from me now. What attracted you to this research area? And on top of that, what do you think is the biggest challenge in this area now? Well, uh, what attracted me actually is, is the numbers uh, we realized with, in our experiments when we saw uh, how much it is severe when, when, when end users select uh, wrong uh, cluster configuration. And also when uh, application developers uh, select wrong data sets for being cached. These numbers uh, really uh, shocked us and they are already presented in the paper. And in following papers, we already have different numbers that are more shocking. And uh, and this this uh, draws our attention that there should be something to, to do here, like to solve this problem. Uh, what about the second part of the pro uh, question, please? The second part of the question was, what do you think is the biggest challenge in this area now? The biggest challenge is that, first of all, the, the use case is complicated. You have variety of configurations of options, for example, with regards to how to solve the problem. So you have to select which instance type. For example, in AWS, it allows you to have more than 100 different options. Challenging. And also one of the biggest challenges is that you have different actors nowadays. You have an application developer, you have an end user, and also it differs, like, like sometimes the data set, the characteristic of the data set, not, not only the size, the data set itself uh, play a role. Uh, the application parameters, hybrid uh, application parameters, also we mentioned uh, hyper parameters in, in for example, in um, in machine learning, so we we mentioned in our paper that many uh, many models are required to, to to be built on top of Juggler just to to avoid having uh, wrong decisions and correct prediction of of dataset. I mean the problem is quite complicated, and um, the problem is few uh, few amount of research, not few in numbers, but relatively compared to to how much it's serious and it's frequent. Uh, maybe we need uh, more research on uh, on this direction. And we will end it there. Thanks so much, Hani, for coming on the show. And um, if the listener is more in is interested to know more about Hani's work, all the links to his papers will be put in the show notes. And when Juggler gets released, I'm sh I'll be sure to add it to the show notes and retweet it off all of them, disseminate social media accounts. So thanks again, Hani. Yeah, and thanks a lot uh, for uh, your time and. Uh... Thanks for the audience for, for their uh, listening. Awesome. Great. See you next time. See you.